Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Back from Jersey, it's the Born to Run episode of the Chad and Cheese podcast, HR's Most Dangerous. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On this week's show, we give takeaways from the iSIMS Influence Conference. Good times. LinkedIn has a blacklist and scary ass clowns are invading (laughs) a donut shop near you. We must be getting close to Halloween. Some weird shit is going down. Yes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this word from Canvas. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform, empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. All right, let's get to the shout outs, man. We got uh, a fairly limited list this week. Yeah. So our listeners who hate shout outs will enjoy that. <laughs> our listeners love shout outs. Shut up, man. So so <laughs> right out of the gate, big thanks to old friends, Susan Vitale, Colin, Adam, Andrew, and the rest of the iSIMS crew who brought us out to their new digs in Jersey. I mean, I remember when they were a little applicant tracking system thingy right and they got up and running and we were working on source coding back in like i don't know 2004 or maybe even yeah that but anyway watching these guys grow from that small place in hazlitt right to this huge amazing freaking what they call it like mega hub or some shit like that at bell labs that was amazing. Yep. That was amazing. Yeah, I got to agree watching those these guys grow. And, and there, aren't, there aren't a ton of success stories like this. Oh, yeah. um, you know, limited funds that they've taken. I think they've only recently taken some decent amount of money. But uh, yeah, watching them grow from nothing uh, to what they are today has been great. And, and additionally, a lot of the players and people that have been there for quite a while are still there. Susan, I know uh, she's been there for 13 years. Uh, and shout out to her. She's expecting um, a little a little Susan yeah. in uh, next month, right? Yeah, November? Yeah, on Thanksgiving. So, uh, yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be a, a nice little busy time. Hopefully all family will be around and it'll just be wonderful. And she'll be able to yeah. drink wine at that point, which is awesome because I know she misses that. <laughs> <laughs> did you just call her a wino? I think you did. Um, no, I, I'm not a wine. Shout, <laughs> shout out to uh, Hire Conf, the hiring yes. solved event, uh, November 7th and 8th in New York. Chad and I will be there mm-hmm. raising hell. Uh, if you're in town, come by. If you're going to the event, make sure you say hi. 
higher comp. Kind of sounds like mind comp. Um, Christian. <laughs> Okay. So now you're calling <laughs> you're calling hiring solve Nazis and you're calling I Susan Vitalia Wino. I said it sounds like it. Jeez. Christian, uh shout out over at jobboard.io slash ziprecruiter. Uh, I thought it was funny. I think it's pronounced jobboardio. No, I think it was funny. He <laughs> spelled it out in the the email for you he so did. that you could actually say I Oh, so jobboard.io. Yeah, Christian, hats off for the uh, the sense of humor. That was nice. Yeah, really, and thanks really for listening. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks thanks for dinner and drinks while you're in Indy. Uh, the funny thing is I see Matt Plummer probably twice as much as I've ever seen Christian. And the guy's never taken me out for drinks, dinner, or anything like that. So, Matt, you know. um Candlelit dinner, uh, maybe some cereal money, dinner. maybe some cereal <laughs> money. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't make uh, make dinner. I have a, a young child and, you know, getting out for those wild nights doesn't happen as much as I'd like. So <laughs> uh, maybe wild. next time I can en- Not enjoy uh, dinner with you and Christian, wherever that may be. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to uh, Dinah or Dina. I think Dinah Rabaski. Mm-hmm. From oh, TMP. Uh, yeah. yeah, Grasso uh, turned her on to the show. She's been a big fan. Uh, so, Dinah, Dude. shout out to you. No, Dinah, Dinah, she is like the super fan at TMP. She is. Nice. Yeah. So, no, this is Dinah isn't just kind of like a listener. She like gathers people at TMP to listen to the show. I think they actually might have a listening kind of a thing going on, which is really cool. That's cool. Yeah. She, uh, I think her comment was, thanks for being the smartest thing in my and my ears or my car radio or whatever it was, however she listens, she's uh, very, very complimentary. So Dinah, we appreciate it. And uh, we'll keep talking if you keep listening. Well, I, off of that one, I'm just going to go the other way. So shout out to Josh Akers. Uh, Josh pointed out that uh, I wasn't smart enough to be sitting next to Kyle Lagunas during the iSims iFluence meeting, which he was probably right. But my response, Josh, very simply, uh, fuck you. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Probably right, but uh, don't call me out for that shit, asshole. Did did we really just bring up Josh Akers on the show? I know, I know. <laughs> ah, we love you, Josh. Uh, that's it for me from shoutouts. What else you got? I've got uh, Terry Baker. Quick shout out. Thanks for the uh, Amazon AWS Intel Learning Center trying to get pipeline talent. Uh, the big thing, though, is are they focusing on females in that program? Because we were talking about Amazon's AI, which was kicking females to the curb. So what is Amazon actually doing? Yeah, they've got a learning center. That's cool. What are they doing to actually funnel females into those programs since they are light in that area. Uh, thanks to Next Uncommon in Canvas for my traveling gear. By the way, uh, iSims having uh, Yeti giveaways oh, dude, that was awesome. is genius. And I'm using mine right now. Uh, you know, if you don't know Yeti, you should. It's cooler system, koozies. They have a whole line of stuff to keep stuff cold or hot. And uh, the fact that iSims has them as giveaways was pretty stellar. So shout out. Are they, are they sponsoring the show now? Because I really like the Yeti sponsored show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've yeah, well, maybe we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. They talked about writing us a blank check to buy oh, the show. So maybe that'll like happen. That. So last, last but not least, <laughs> grand champion edition of Deathmatch dropped this week. I'm on Brar. 
and Canvas. And I'm going to put all the can or all the different deathmatch contestants tagged in a group. So if you go to podcasts on chadcheese.com, look in the right rail, click on deathmatch, you can hear them all. We are the champions. Way to go, Canvas. Good job, Death guys. Deathmatch, take a listen. You'll see why they were the winners. Let's get to the show. Let's do that. I haven't done the boxing. There we go. All right. Uh, iSims, let's talk about takeaways from the show, what we learned, what we didn't, what you got. Yeah. So first, right out of the gate, class, sheer class. It was a great experience uh, bringing us in to talk to us about uh, really uh, history, roadmap. And, re- and vision, right? Vision and roadmap. So, I mean, that was that was really a cool time having the executive team there and, and really answering uh, direct questions, you know, right out of the gate. And I'll, I'll add courage to the class. Yeah. So yeah. apparently some of our analyst, blogger, media friends uh, alluded to the fact that, that Chad and I don't get quite as many invites because we're a little bit dangerous, we're a little bit critical, we're a little bit, you know, they don't like us kind of thing. They're and, afraid. And the fact that iSims had some courage to bring us on uh, was was really good. So I'll add courage to the class. Yeah. If you want real analysis or at least our thoughts and opinions, then we're going to give them to you. And if you don't, then yeah, definitely don't ask us to come. Exactly. Exactly. If you want, if you want people to just blow sunshine up your ass, don't invite the Chad and Cheese show. <laughs> That's not just not going to happen. Yeah, not going to happen. One. Okay. So one of the biggest things that that I loved hearing is that um, Isom's is going to own the primary source of jobs because Google apparently applied more value to sites like the Indeeds of the world, who were were jamming jobs down Google's throat as fast as they could mm-hmm. get them. And they were pounding the ISIM site like every five minutes. I mean, just killing all of these different company sites to be able to get new content faster, where ISIMs would send them out probably like, you know, once every maybe 12 hours, 24 hours or what have you. It was, da- it was daily actually is what uh, Colin Day, the CEO mentioned that they were doing it daily, whereas the Indeeds were doing like every five every, minutes. Just pounding their server. So, so I think it's, it was cool that uh, you know, Colin and team are starting to figure out that uh, you know, for from a Google for Jobs standpoint, what is actually going to help them be seen in Google's eyes as the primary source. And Colin said something about actually becoming the fast lane to jobs, which means when they get jobs, they're going to be pumped into Google, and everybody else is going to be the slow lane. So the Indeeds yeah. of the world and those different companies, they're not going to be pounding the shit out of uh, ISIM servers like they used to. They're probably going to be ratcheted down to a few times a day or something uh, of that nature. So um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think two things from that. Uh, ISIMs is clearly all in yes. on Google. Um, uh, the CEO, Colin Day, mentioned... Uh, this was Google getting into the the game was the biggest thing he's seen in 20 years yeah. in his experience. Um, he believes or he, he quoted uh, 80% of sort of new candidate traffic came in, you know, via Google. Um, some people will argue that. Um, but even if it's 20%, it's still a pretty significant number yeah. of incoming traffic. Um, and secondly, that, that the middlemen are in trouble. Um, yeah. iSims recognizes that. Uh, they are the source of jobs, but they've been relegated because of job boards in the past who have outranked them yes. uh, in searches, sort of the old traditional searches mm-hmm. as the main, uh, you know, the main 
original source for job postings, and that just isn't the case. And he, the ISIMs, and I'm sure many ATSs are realizing that they are the main source. They should be the one uh, that gets credit for that source in Google. Uh, Colin mentioned slowing down the lanes for mm-hmm. job boards. Yeah, uh, he wasn't specific about how much. Uh, but certainly the the days of five minute, you know, scraping of ATSs is, is going to be a thing of the past, at least for ISIMs. And they want to be the original source for those jobs on Google. And I think they're working very closely with Google um, to get, you know, what data do we need? What's the schema that you want? Um, I mean, they're all in on Google and they're all in on on taking it out on the, the middleman that have sort of, you know, ravaged their uh, servers for for a decade. Yeah. Well, they are the original source. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Now you have to learn from Google while you're not, why you're not showing up as the most trusted source because you are the most trusted source. You are the point of origination. So they're figuring that shit out. And I have to commend them for that. And being able to go to the next point of middlemen. Yep. I mean, the um, taking a look at some of the recruitment marketing types of uh, layers that are between uh, the job boards and the applicant tracking system and really kind of like the user experience systems that are out there. They, they're going to take them on as well. Yeah. So historically, for those who don't know, uh, typically the ATSs have been just the job search component. There hasn't been a lot of design thought with a lot of these sites. Uh, usually the, the company itself will create some branding pages. Hey, what's it like to work here? Mm-hmm. Check out this video. Um, and then there'd be sort of this ugly button at the bottom of the page that says, you know, search jobs now, which would take you to the ATS. Companies like Jibe, The Muse, Phenom People that have come along and, you know, historically they provided mobile design first. They, uh, right. they offered SEO first. And then eventually mm-hmm. the ATS of the world, you know, had nice uh, URLs for search engines. They got the jobs into Google and other search engines. So those companies went away. The companies that did mobile only, well, eventually the ATSs learned how to go responsive, and then those companies mm-hmm. went away. So yep. the idea is that, okay, these middlemen that are using design, uh, letting companies or you know, design pages that are mobile, put on videos, et cetera, um, that they're in trouble as well. Uh, in 2019, iSIMS announced that they're going to launch a, a product called Attract that is essentially a set of templates. Companies can pick those templates. They can customize those however they want. Um, and it will it will integrate uh, seamlessly with the job search component. So arguably the days of those middlemen that are designing sites and doing branding experiences um, could be coming to an end because at least iSIMS is figuring out how to uh, put in design in their product. Yeah. See, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. The people that are actually designing the sites and they're and they're launching and they they're doing all that. That's not going to happen because employers will not do that on site. They won't. Uh, so they're going to ha- they're going to have to have an agency do that. What this will do, though, is you take a look at a lot of those platforms that are out there, those content management platforms, those RMPs, CRMs, what have you. ISIMS is building all of that in on the front end of their applicant tracking system. So they're building that UX piece with the CRM included and also the RMP pieces. So from the cosmetic piece, you can have your agency still do all that cool stuff that you want them to do. Unlimited pages, go crazy with your footprint, yada, yada, yada. But when it comes down to offering a platform, 
Isom's is going to start doing that. So all of the platforms that are out there today who only do that, this is a warning signal. Yep. And we got the idea that the, the design will happen in a, a Wix or Weebly type fashion, as opposed to the company designing the HTML and doing that on their own, which will inevitably be a cost savings to the company because the design stuff, the HTML becomes expensive when agencies do that for them. It's not just that piece. It's also being able to easily get the candidate from one platform to the next. So right now, if you're using some of these content management types of systems and you want to be able to ask for information and maybe even a resume or something like that, getting that resume into the applicant tracking system for most applicant tracking systems is a bitch. Now, if you have an integrated system that is built on the same platform, that all runs nice and smooth. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, another takeaway that I had was, uh, I don't know, you could put it into maybe mobile slash messaging slash automation. Um, these are three trends that are very hot with, with uh, iSIMs, and I assume that they are with many of the other uh, applicant tracking systems and competitors out there. Um, you know, one of the, the quotes, so for those who don't know, uh, iSIMS acquired text recruit in January of this year, uh, text recruit, we've talked about a lot, sort of messaging, mobile messaging yeah. for, for candidates and recruiters. Um, they're building out a whole suite of products where internal communications happens, automation, uh, you know, one to many communications happens within a, within a company. Uh, Eric Kostelnik, who is founder and CEO of text recruit spoke. Uh, which I found really interesting. One of the things that he mm -hmm. said was there should not be a human interaction until the interview. Yeah. So where his head is, is a full sort of suite of automated messaging chatbot, if you will, yeah. of pre-screening, interviewing, applying Scheduling. automatically. Yep. And then until there's an actual interview, there's no human interaction. So to me, that's where uh, iSIM's head is. And that's where I think a lot of other companies are going. Uh, but they really highlighted that in, in the uh, in the event. And I think that's something that I'm going to pay attention to as we move forward. That's yeah, all process. We're seeing it all over the place. I mean, it's it's just it's RPA. It's not it, it, there's some AI in there in some cases, but it's RPA. It's just all process automation. And it just makes sense because if you can take those little tasks out of the sourcer and or recruiters hands because they don't need to do it. They can focus on being brand ambassadors and really having that human to human contact. I agree. Uh, I also took away that um, if you're not if you're not supporting the enterprise, that life is going to be really hard for you. Uh, and this was yeah. sort of underscored by the fact that Google has a lightweight ATS. Uh, LinkedIn launched their ATS very recently. Facebook, I, I assume, will have some sort of easy candidate management apply, you know, with your LinkedIn or with your, uh, with your Facebook profile. And mm -hmm. so the companies that are sort of servicing the small to mid-level uh, ATS market, uh, it's going to be in trouble. And the, the sense of iSIMS mm -hmm. is that uh, the, the Googles of the world are not going to be, you know, looking to penetrate the enterprise market anytime soon because of the amount of complexity that goes into servicing the enterprise. Yeah, and I think ZipRecruiter is actually going this at this in a different manner. Instead of buying a seat for software, what you're doing is you're actually just buying access to post jobs programmatically and tap into their database when you need it, right? So it's not always there. You're not paying monthly fees unless you actually need it. You go out, you post a job. That's when the fee goes in place. You still have your seat there and available, but it's not mm -hmm. active unless you're actually using it. So I think Zip 
is looking at this in an entirely different way than most of the other small, you know, SMB types of uh, applicant tracking systems that are out there. And again, Zip is doing shit right, man. They're thinking about how small to medium sized business companies actually do work every single day. And if they need an actually, you know, an applicant tracking system every single day, eh, they probably really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that's really cool. And it'll be awesome to see, you know, zip go from the SMB. Don't know how long this is going to take to the, to the enterprise, but yeah, there's some big names that are there and there's some different visions of what an applicant tracking system could and should be for an, for the SMB market. The last uh, takeaway for me that I thought was interesting was the announcement of uh, ISIM's passport. Yes. Uh, the passport product will was is essentially born out of the fact that job seekers would go to multiple uh, career sites powered by iSIMs and have to reapply for each one of those, even though it's primarily most of the same uh, profile because iSIMs is sort of powering each one of those for these companies. So the idea is that you'll have an iSIMs passport, which will be transferable between all the companies that use iSIMs, which is interesting in and of itself, but more interestingly than that was how does Passport become almost um, a LinkedIn competitor mm-hmm. or something where uh, companies can source uh, profiles on LinkedIn Passport uh, among many, many companies. So I think how they do that right. will be interesting. And I think they're still working through some of that. But the fact that they want to have a cohesive Passport for a job seeker to use amongst all iSIMs um, products is a pretty interesting mm-hmm. development. And I think we'll yeah. be watching that one really closely. It's interesting because we've seen this throughout the years. Uh, Alliance Q did it. They had some big names that were pooling resumes, right? It's just all kind of like a, almost like a um, universal kind of resume, which I think that's what Taleo called it at one time. Yeah. JobFox did it. I mean, these companies have done this before. The one thing that they did not have, GDPR, that shit, dude. I mean, that that is going to scare the shit out of companies, not just overseas, but the compliance mechanisms that are going to start to gravitate this way to the United States. Yeah, I mean, candidate data is candidate data. It's a candidate rights type of thing, which I think is really cool. And that's the kind of messaging that we're hearing out of ISIMs. You know, that's fair and it just makes sense, right? So at the end of the day, there's a big hammer compliance that ISIMs can use today that Jobbox, Alliance Q, and Taleo could not. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things that Colin said was that they wanted to be the moral compass for candidate experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a theme as well of like, you know, we've, we focus so much on the the company and the, the employer uh, from the, you know, the last 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Now is a time where we really have to think about the candidate right. and their experience. And I think a lot of that is driven by regulation. He also mentioned, um, you know, the whole, uh, the Facebook, you know, disaster that they had with with data and privacy and so so i think yeah part of passport is going to be driven by the reality of of gdpr and that the candidate has rights yeah. and that those should be those should be adhered to we're moving into a much different uh landscape than we were back in the job box days agreed well let's take a quick break and uh we'll talk about indeed and linkedin's blacklist <laughs> Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, 
receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job, and just as importantly, the jobs fit to the candidate. Make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. You want to take it to dinner. Oh, yeah. And so shout great. out to our, our buddies at Sovereign, because if we're not there before then, but we're going to be at uh, TA Tech in Austin in 2019. So start to start to get uh, everything ready for a big Sovereign TA Tech fall event. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, if Sovereign wants to have a party and have Chad and Cheese there, you know, like I think we're game for that. Hint, hint. Yeah, because you know they're going to bring the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, you've got some news on Indeed uh, cock blocking some folks. What's going on there? Yeah, it's funny from the Recruitix camp. I don't know. I think this is all kind of like rumor out there, which is which is fine. But we've also seen this, right? So supposedly in January, all staffing companies are going to get kicked off of Indeed. Um, now it's been happening slowly already. I've, I mean, I've already heard from many of my friends in the industry that they've been doing it for probably over a year now. But I think it's it's really hard for a company like Indeed to to give that money away, even yep. though they're doing it. Um, but yeah, that's that's the rumor. Is uh, is guess what, guys? Indeed's going to be throwing a huge, and they've been doing this a huge ton, massive amount of cash back into the market so mm-hmm. all those indeed competitors guess what guys indeed just did you a huge fucking favor <laughs> why do you think Indeed? i mean i get from a maybe user perspective but indeed is doing some weird stuff like no do you have you know they're not playing with google um i mean they're at risk with ats's being the primary source for jobs right. and losing you know more and more traffic yep. and like they're turning their backs on money that staffing firms and others want to spend with them. Like yeah. I have a hard time wrapping my head around what sort of the goal is of all this stuff. So, okay. So first, first off right out of the gate. I mean, when I was at monster, I mean, staffing was 75% of our revenues right out of the gate, mm-hmm. just because staffing adopts things so much faster. If it makes sense, it, it, they, they adopt things so much faster than talent acquisition. Um, talent acquisition sits and waits and they, there's just a longer adoption cycle there. So 75% of the revenue when I was with Monster, mm-hmm. that revenue period is always going to be there. It's not like they're going to switch over, right? So that's revenue that they're automatically going to lose. Now, long term, do they believe Indeed Prime is going to take 100% of the staffing market? I mean, is that really what they think? is going to happen because that would be really the big play here, right? Oh, we're going to become a staffing company and we only want the candidates coming to us, not to you. So these are our candidates. We want them coming to us, not to you. But to be able to make that work, you need 100% of the market, really, or maybe not 100%. Maybe it's got to be a large percentage though, right? So they're losing a shit ton of money for what reason? I have no clue. I mean, I don't hear a lot about Prime anyway. Do you think that, no. that Indeed is really focused on that product? I have no fucking clue, dude. Yeah. I have no clue why they would do something <laughs> like this. I mean, and, and if what they're talking about right now, we keep keep hearing about search quality, right? It's all about search quality. Well, it's pretty fucking simple. If you tell a company, we're going to kick you off of Indeed unless you do X, Y, Z, 
then guess what's going to happen? They're going to do X, Y, Z, especially if they're a staffing company and they're seeing ROI out of your product because staffing companies, yep. again, they react much quicker than your, your talent acquisition, just your regular, you know, in, in direct employer company. So yep. yeah, man, I mean, from my standpoint, this makes no sense. But again, just like we're seeing on the on the Google side of the house where they're not playing Google with Google for jobs, mm-hmm. all these different companies, competitors are actually seeing more traffic because they're mm-hmm. they're now getting a redistribution of old indeed traffic. And now guess what? They're going to get a redistribution of old indeed money. Now, the company that owns them is primarily a staffing company. Yeah. So maybe the staffing play is it like they want to be the I mean, there's a ton of money in staffing. How big are they in the U.S.? Not. But that's what I mean. I mean, if they're looking big. to make a play, if they're looking to make a play, they would have to make a staffing play. Right. And it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, and at least like let them advertise. Right. I mean, you can sort of, you know, you can algorithmically or visually, you know, give them lower lower exposure or less exposure, right. but damn, to just to shut the door so, is pretty crazy. So yeah. That, and this goes pretty much into other things that I'm hearing. And I have from uh, more than one source, multiple sources, actually like half a dozen sources of UX mm. platforms who are getting kicked off of Indeed as well. So like we were talking about with iSIMS, if you have this uh, platform that you're using as a CRM and, and your user experience platform, and you mm-hmm. want to be able to post the jobs and have the candidates come to this platform, really cool landing pages, just all experience and content, which is what you're paying for. Yep. They are gathering data on that platform, which is exactly what you want, right? You just maybe just little bits of data. Indeed is saying, guess what, guys? You're not allowed on our platform anymore either. How does that make any sense? It's hard for me to wrap my head around it. And I've, I've been around a while. So if anyone else can help us figure this out, hit us up at chadcheese.com. Yeah, anybody who is collecting job seeker data, anybody, and I mean, staffing companies, it's what they do, right? I mean, that's a part of what they do. These UX companies, these user experience or uh, candidate experience companies, that's why clients pay them. Yeah. But I have heard from several companies saying that uh, they've either been there's an indication that that is rolling out and going to happen or it has already happened. Well, speaking of blacklists, uh, <laughs> apparently LinkedIn has one too. Uh, there was a blog post. Holy shit. By uh, Joseph Jose uh-huh. Cadillac. I'm probably saying that incorrectly, but he had a, a blog post that's gotten a lot of attention of companies, mainly uh, Chrome extensions Plug-in. that have been blacklisted. Um, by LinkedIn. Uh, some of these we know, uh, Seek Out, who's been on the show before, mm-hmm. uh, Talent Ben, owned by uh, Monster. Yep. A lot of sort of small players. Um, Intello's on the list as well. Wow. Um, so this list came out, got a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to do a little bit of uh, Q&A or questioning of, of folks. So uh, LinkedIn has an official statement that I'll read here. It's a little lengthy, not too lengthy, but I'll, I'll make it quick. So, quote, our members control the information that they make available to others on LinkedIn, and they trust us to honor that control. To protect our members, we don't permit the use of any software, including crawlers, bots, browsers, plugins, or browser extensions 
that scrapes or copies member data or that automates activity on or alters the appearance of LinkedIn pages. These tools are prohibited by our user agreement and may violate the law. Uh, This means that any LinkedIn member or customer who uses a tool uh, like this is also violating the user agreement, which I think is pretty interesting that's, to go after the LinkedIn members. That's bullshit. Yeah, so, that's bullshit. So that was that was uh, that was their quote. Um, yeah, you. I know you're not real happy about that. These provide efficiencies for companies. Period. That's what they do. That's why they're there. And LinkedIn is really just kind of like the high Q side, right? Um, they yep. high Q is like you know. Oh, wait a minute. They're going to they're going to create a competing product to us. Okay, totally get it. You know, fair is fair, capitalism, all that other fun stuff. But guess what? Now it's more of like a monopoly. No, we're kicking your ass out of our ecosystem, even though our customer and your customer paid for your product to be able to do exactly Mm -hmm. what it's doing. We're telling you to get the hell out of our uh, our ecosystem. So I did reach out to uh, Darren Kaplan um, at HiQ because we haven't heard an update on their case for a while. Yeah. Um, his message to me was that it's been radio silence from the court uh, and he'll keep us posted. So that either either LinkedIn's lawyers have that sucker wrapped up in, in paperwork uh, mm-hmm. or something, but that thing has hit a hit a road bump. Um, I reached out to Anoop Gupta uh, from Seek Out, who we've uh-huh. also interviewed. Uh, if you yep. haven't listened to that, you should. Um, he wrote, thanks for reaching out. I'm curious uh, where you learn, which I shared, uh, shared the blog post. Um, he said, here's our understanding. LinkedIn tries to detect a bunch of extensions that are installed. Uh, Seek Out is one of these. However, to the best of our knowledge, LinkedIn is unable to detect if Seek Out is installed as we don't have any web accessible resources <laughs> and we don't make any changes to the web page. So all they, all they, this is good. So all they can do is try to scare people, which is why my question, uh, if you know anyone else who has been actually banned due to the use of an extension. So, uh, and and Anoop's a really smart guy, uh, way smarter than we are. So that comment was really interesting. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, so he used to, he used to advise Bill Gates. (laughs) Yeah. Anoop used to advise Bill Gates guys. So that's pretty much, you know, and again, I'm paraphrasing Anoop, Anoop saying, you know, screw you guys. We've got this shit covered. True story. And then I, uh, I reached out to Nen Tran at Hire Troll. Yeah. Who's a who's a pretty colorful guy? Uh, his 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 response was basically fake news. Connect if you want more, kind of thing. So um, at least from the vendor side, there's not a lot of fear. Uh, this is a lot of fear mongering by LinkedIn, but um, it is getting a lot of attention from the sourcing recruiting world. And we thought we'd we thought we'd mention it. So if if you have any knowledge or experience of sort of banning on LinkedIn, particularly from a personal perspective, yeah, um, which apparently is happening, we'd love to know more about it. Well, and I'm wondering, yeah, I mean, if they're going to be kicking off uh, customers. I mean, that's, I mean, really, you know, putting them in, in LinkedIn jail uh, more so yeah. than anything else. Or again, is this just a Halloween scare tactic to get everybody, you know, all excited and it's like, Oh my God, I can't buy, I can't buy uh, you know, any of these, uh, this Chrome extensions or plugins or anything like that to just really hurt yeah. their business while they're trying to build competitive products. By the way, our buddy, uh, Doug at zap info, um, also chimed in on this saying that, that they're, they had quote unquote a secret sauce, which tends to be Doug's thing. Like he's got something that no one else does. Um, but they have not seen any sort of, uh, you know, 
retribution from LinkedIn at this point. Good for you, Doug. Good for you, Noop. You guys keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> so uh, a little bit more on LinkedIn. Uh, we, we announced their ATS last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it. You had an interesting uh, question from, uh, I forget who it is, but yep. actually quoted or asked, will LinkedIn be in the job job distribution business? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have some thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. Question from Ian Partington over in Northwest England. That's because they love us across the pond. He's uh, CEO of Simply Job Boards. Um, yeah, he just wanted to know really if that's going to be an issue, you know, or is it going to be one of these closed up ecosystems? Or are they going to be able to really do job distribution? You know, that's a great question. You know, I, I think Talent Hub will primarily be an SMB play for starters. Um, so unless LinkedIn, you know, applies, you know, like a, a zip light kind of programmatic play. Um, I don't think that they're going to be performing any old fashioned type of job distribution. Right. I think, no, no, I think they, they're just going to, they can get away with that with an SMB kind of a a structure because Mm -hmm. the expectations are so much lower. Now, if they were doing this on the enterprise side, that's an entirely different discussion, but I think they can build up from an SMB and start prospectively doing programmatic if that's where they want to go. But right out of the gate, I don't think I don't think that they need to. So you don't think they'll go to, you know, Monster and Career Builder and say, hey, for the low, low price of X, you can be an option for people who post jobs to cross post onto your site? I'd love to see that because if you at the end of the day, if they can get those candidates, they probably already have them, but maybe they don't. If they yeah. can get those candidates sucked into LinkedIn, that's just, a, again, it's another Trojan horse kind of scenario. But Maybe they just, again, it depends on whether they want to lock up their ecosystem or they want to open it up. Well, history says they want to lock it yeah. up. Um, and, if, yeah. and I also think that um, Google for Jobs has maybe made it possible for them to say no, you know, no, no play, right? Like as long as our jobs are on LinkedIn, they're also on exclusively Bing at the moment, uh-huh. right? And we're in bed with Google for Jobs. So screw job boards and job distribution they're on linkedin they're on bing and they're on google what else do you want what else do you need just uh real quick i just got a text from an industry insider who is at staffing world and they said that they Uh yes indeed did announce that uh all staffing out of organic results by january wow wow all righty let's take a quick break and we'll talk about uh, blinders and scary clowns. How's that Donuts. for a, a tease? <laughs> As the best ad tool in the industry, JobAdX has been providing job board publishers, direct employers, agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms, dynamic job bidding and real-time ad delivery through our programmatic job advertising exchange. When we started, we described JobAdX as AdSense for jobs. Now, we offer much more with Switchboard and LiveAlert, completing our full suite of dynamic programmatic advertising tools with the best of consumer ad tech. Switchboard offers our dynamic technologies to all partner job board feed management, and LiveAlert eliminates latency and expired job ads via email. For more information about any of our ad solutions, please reach out to us at joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. JobAdX, the best ad tool, providing smarter programmatic for all your advertising needs. Okay, so uh, I, I had another text that's hilarious because it, this does make sense. Indeed yeah. announced this during Staffing World, right? <laughs> 
So pretty much you're going into the lion's den saying, hey, all you motherfuckers, you're not going to be able to use yeah. us. Yeah. Why are they even there? <laughs> why, why are they even there? I mean, that makes no goddamn sense other than prime, right? The fuck that. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest. And like the amount of the amount of hubris that we see out of Indeed right now uh, makes the hubris that was coming out of Monster and Career Builder and oh, it, yeah. at its height um, look like Bush League oh, yeah. kind of hubris. I mean, Indeed is really pushing the our shit don't stink button <laughs> pretty heavily. And uh, man, the mighty have fallen and. As we're predicting, it will happen again. So, yeah, enjoy it while it lasts, indeed, because history says it might not. Hide and watch, kids. Well, let's go through some quick, uh, I guess, <laughs> some money was, was some checks were yeah. written, and at least one company is headed toward the Deadpool. Yeah. Um, I'll start with Convey IQ, yeah. formerly Take the Interview. <laughs> um, Danielle Weinblatt, a friend of the show, listener. Uh-huh. Uh, CEO founder um, Ty Abernathy was part founder of the original company is still involved in some degree but anyway uh, she launched Convey IQ they went beyond sort of the video interviewing thing to the sort of end to end uh, cal- you know scheduling interviewing messaging uh, automation yeah. stuff messaging yeah they're trying to do all of it uh, that launched a little over a year ago I think and uh, they've raised 5.5 million dollars to take the company to the next level yeah. so uh, congrats to them and, and we'll be watching another RPA play I mean it the processes process yeah. automation that is incredibly smart how can I get more out of my recruiters take the stupid shit off their plate let let our platform yeah. do it so yeah I think it's uh, it's pretty awesome and you've got timely. Right. Yeah. So memory. Did they get money or memory? Yeah. Okay. No memory. Uh, a Norwegian company actually secured five million dollars for for Timely. And, and Timely, it's an AI based time tracking system for ser- for the service industry, which I thought was pretty fucking awesome. And they currently are used by four thousand paying customers across one hundred and sixty comp- uh, countries. That's that's pretty big. But here's the thing that that caught my eye. I started reading into it. Now here's a quote: The tool automatically mm-hmm. tracks the active native and web apps on the user's computer location and traveling mobile calls and calendar events and suggests time slots uh descriptions uh it also learns it just it learns a bunch of shit and it's tapped into pretty much everything that you do and i have a big no effing way that i would use this thing (laughs) (laughs) interesting um, another another fun that we didn't I think cover in the pre-show uh, meeting was uh, Job UFO. Yeah, uh, one of the more interesting URLs or brands out there. Uh, they they raised two million euros, which I think is like three something million dollars. Anyway, uh, so they raised money. They're out of Germany. Yep. They're a sort of video interviewing play, so they received some money. Good for them. Job UFO, a video interviewing thing. Okay, that. They, those don't match up, but maybe it's pronounced job UFO. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, by the way, it's funny when you so when you translate your site to other languages, uh-huh. but have video that's not that is not translated. It's very interesting. So if you go to the site from the US, mm-hmm. the it's in English, but the video is in German. So it could be a little confusing for consumers, I think. Um, and something to think about in marketing is, hey, if you're going to translate your site, have a video version of that language that you're translating to. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're trying to penetrate 
more markets than just the German market might make sense. Yeah. As pleasant as the German language <laughs> is, no one knows what the hell the girl's <laughs> saying that's getting a job. Anyway, um, if that's it for the money, we've got a death pool. Yeah, we did. A dead pool yeah. recipient, which is a little bit close to home. It's bittersweet. This, yeah, bittersweet. This was a firing squad company that that faced yeah. the squad. You know, they were shot yeah. down. So we knew the future before it happened. And Hire Visor, who faced the squad and was shot down, is now announcing that they're going bye bye. Yeah, back in June, they jumped on the the firing squad, and we yeah. had an open honest discussion with uh, Patrick. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things about what I love about being able to interact with these CEOs who really have backbone and they want to hear really both from both barrels, mm-hmm. whether we believe they're going to make it or they're not. And and we told we both hit uh, Patrick with the guns and um, yep. not saying that we didn't send him spiraling into this guy. So don't, don't, don't blame this shit on us. Don't blame it on <laughs> us. And by the way, my man is smart, worked at LinkedIn. He's got an Ivy League oh, education. God. Like he's going to be fine. And I think one of the things that we said was, dude, there's great things in your future, but this is not it. So we yeah. expect to see him again, maybe not in the employment industry, but we will see him again <laughs> uh, launch something that, that is successful. We talk about blinders. Blinders and scary clowns. Yeah. And then yeah. you talk about blinders and I'll talk about scary clowns. Okay. So it's interesting because there's a company that is providing a new product called Wearspace. And what it is, <laughs> is it's really blinders. You know, the blinders that you've seen on horses. Oh, it's yeah. like those blinders, but yet it has, it also has uh, like bows uh, or something like that, like earphones in yep. them as well. So it's from a peripheral standpoint, you're totally cut off and you're focused on whatever you're looking at and you can put whatever kind of, you know, white noise or or listen to whatever you want to listen to. But yeah, it it looks hilarious. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to post a video out everywhere, LinkedIn, Twitter, what have you, because it is so freaking hilarious. It's, it's incredibly dystopian. Um, Like imagine, imagine a, you know, an open work area with desks and people developing and and whatever. And all of them have blinders on their heads. Uh I mean, it's, it's scary. Now I will say that I've been to plenty of, you know, companies with developers who all have headphones in and all just stare at the screen all day. So in many ways they're already blinded uh, and, and deaf to what's going on around them anyway. Um, the blinders, I guess, would just support and in, uh, industrialize the whole don't look around and don't listen to anything. Just focus on the screen and just code. Yeah, it's total 1984 shit. It really looks like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Scary Clowns. Uh, it's October. <laughs> this is fantastic. There's a donut There's a donut shop in Missouri uh-huh. that you can hire scary-ass clowns to deliver donuts <laughs> to the office. And uh, they have a Facebook page with videos and the videos of this shit is hilarious. Like the clown will have a, a balloon uh-huh. and it, it will stand outside the window of the, <laughs> of the office. Like, if, like if, it's a, if it's an executive in an office, the clown will sit outside like with a with a balloon. Oh, and scare. It's awesome. just hilarious. 
And oh. yeah, more companies should like embrace this kind of insanity because it's really funny and people like us talk about it. But anyway, if you live in the Missouri area, um, we'll put the name of the company on the site. Hire these guys, yes. videotape it, Please. send it to us, and uh, yeah, have fun with scary clowns delivering donuts. It'd be funny as hell uh, if they actually sent the recipient, like they called them on their mobile phone, and they had the uh-huh. recording of the little kid saying, you'll float too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's good stuff. And you could branch out into all kinds of scary shit delivering God, stuff. Yeah, that's good but shit. anyway. Yeah. Okay. And without, man, Halloween's coming. We out. We out. Hi, this is Stella Cheeseman. Thanks for listening to the Cheese and Chad podcast. Or at least that's what I call it. Anyway, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. That silly Android phone thingy or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to give Bucket some money to our sponsors. Otherwise, I may be forced to take that coal mining job I saw on Monster.com. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.